Welcome to Day 96 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Matt Kresge and David Keefe, our usual Friday crew. Yeah, man. And uh, we're at a new place in our reading plan. We are starting to read through the letters of Paul. Uh, we begin with the Gospel of Luke, and uh, we went to Luke's second volume, which was a church history uh, that took us through the book of Acts. And we have taken the Apostle Paul uh, from uh, the city of Jerusalem all the way to Rome. Now we're going to back up and we're going to go to the very beginning of his ministry and begin to read you know, some of the letters that he wrote to the churches that are mentioned throughout the book of Acts. The first one is, is Galatians. Uh, Galatians may well be uh, the earliest piece of Christian literature that we have. Uh, many times we think the Gospels were written before the letters, but actually the Gospels were orally transmitted for the first period of Christianity, and it's when the apostles started passing off the scene that uh, many of them wrote down their recollections you know, of Christ and gathered them uh, together. But the earliest pieces of Christian writing were these little doctrinal pieces that were intensely practical, uh, that were written to encourage churches especially the churches that Paul had been a part of. And, of course, Peter will write you know, some letters as well, and so will John. Uh, but uh, Paul's letters are you know, particularly interesting to us. He and Barnabas, you'll remember, went out on their first missionary journey to the regions of Lystra, Derby, Antioch, Pisidian. And, and those are the areas we believe this letter was written to, the book of Galatians. The uh, book of Galatians is in miniature everything that Paul says in the book of Romans. Uh, talks about justification by, you know, faith in Christ and the place of works and uh, the law in the Christian life. And it's a very, very strong argument. His argument is we have been freed through Christ so that we're no longer tied to ritual or to legalism of any kind. And it's a wonderful letter. You kind of get the sense uh, that after Paul uh, you know, established the churches in Lystra, Derby, Pisidian, Antioch, in these different areas that uh, teachers were coming in behind him. And these were more Jewish-minded in, in their perception of what was happening uh, you know, through, through Christ. So they were insisting that in order to be saved, people had to be circumcised and to embrace mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the ritual aspects uh, of the Torah and to live as a strictly observant Jew. And, of course, Paul and Peter and some others are recognizing at this time that God had moved well beyond those requirements, that he was giving the gift of Holy Spirit purely through faith in Christ. And so Galatians is a fun letter that encourages us to live out the freedom we have in Christ. So Paul is going to spend the first half uh, of Galatians defending his apostleship and the second half of Galatians defending the freedom we have in Christ. And through it, he is going to give us uh, the gospel which is just a beautiful place for us to return to time and time again. So before we um, work our way through the first chapter of Galatians, let's as always offer ourselves to the Lord in this moment to the Lord. So Matt, do you mind leading us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together. As we have so many times before, we thank you for the means to be able to read um, Scripture together um, as, as a church body to reflect on, on what you have spoken and, and what you've done in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, as we read this, um, would you open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from, from your word? Um, would you use it to, to bring much glory to your name and, and to transform us into the image of Christ? Thank you for um, this time. Give us wisdom as we read. Thank you for the Spirit who right now is with us, um, who is giving us wisdom, who is enlightening us, uh, illuminating scripture to us. Um, God, would it be pleasing um, 
in, in your side as we read this. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. And from the beginning, Paul defends um, his apostleship and the gospel that he received from the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's begin in Galatians 1. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, um, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace do be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and the Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and returning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we've already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin, did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went to Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I'm writing to you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report, the man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they praise God because of me. So you get a piece of biography here that uh, is part of the book of Acts, but you get a little bit deeper explanation of what was going on you know, with Paul. Paul didn't immediately you know, turn to other people to sort out uh, what was happening through the person of Christ. He already had a deep knowledge of the Old Testament, and all he needed was that one piece, you know, who Christ was. And once Christ was revealed to him as the risen Lord and Messiah of Israel, every other piece of the Old Testament began to fall in line for him. And you have this wonderful picture of the gospel is revealed to him. So we're not sure you know, exactly how much content you know, Jesus revealed to him, but the very revelation of the person of Christ uh, made all the pieces fit together. And of course, Luke has wanted us to know that from the very beginning, that uh, Moses and all the prophets are pointing to Christ. And once you mm-hmm. understand where they're pointing, the whole story comes together in, in a wonderful way. So what are some of the other things that uh, stick out in this uh, first chapter as uh, Paul introduces himself to the Galatians, reintroduces himself to the Galatians and reminds them of where where he received the gospel? Yeah, I think one of the things that strikes me just immediately is how Paul's kind of usual style is absent. You know, usually he gives a, a thanksgiving and a prayer for the people, but 
here he asserts his authority right away and it's not a, a self-grasping authority you know this is the authority based on my abilities or you know god has set me apart for this to proclaim the gospel and it's such a serious you know threat right now to you i mean he starts i am astonished that you're so quickly deserting this gospel i've preached to you you know so he just jumps right in no thanksgiving no prayer right and and he gets right to the heart of the subject so if you're reading you know if you're reading in philippians for instance uh, and you get to you know to the end of verse five, you hear, and I thank my God for your partnership in the gospel from the first day mm. until now. And so you usually have a thanksgiving, and where he shows appreciation for how the gospel is shaped and formed the people. The only other letter where you don't have a prayer of thanksgiving would be Second Corinthians, and of course there is also a sense of urgency, you know, with that church. Uh, so this is Paul, the first letter we have from Paul, in all likelihood. So he may have refined his style and became yeah. a little bit more <laughs> little congenial, more you know, after this. Uh, but it really is his sense of urgency. I yeah. cannot believe that you guys are taking a step backwards rather than a step forward, you know, into Christ. So you do see a, a big sense of urgency, and, and it's it's rightful because what's at stake is something really big. It, it's it's the gospel. And uh, we get to see that outlined a little bit there, you know, in, in verses three and through five. But the grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins and rescued us from the present evil age, according to the will of God of of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. And so the gospel and God's glory, you know, is at stake here. And so Paul quickly wants to address these things. Absolutely, and we get used to Paul's greetings. Uh, so we don't really hear the you know the theological impact uh, when you use the word grace. That is kind of the Greek ideal of a life that is deeply enriched and deeply blessed. And of course, you hear the word peace. That is the Jewish ideal of shalom. And so these are the highest ideals of both people. And he is telling us those highest ideals of grace and of peace can only be found in one place, and that is a gift from God the Father, and it comes at the expense of the sacrifice of His Son. And and then, of course, the net result of that is we're rescued from this present evil age. Uh, We're rescued from a world that is decaying uh, and that is stained in every way, you know, by the presence of of sin. Mm -hmm. And so He has rescued us not only from you know, the, uh, from the enemy, but from the domination of sin. He's restoring everything that we lost, you know, to the ravage of sin. And, and, that's, and that's the gospel for God's greater glory, you know, as, as you pointed out. Mm. And as, you know, our friend John Piper likes to point <laughs> out, uh, for, for his glory and for our, our joy. joy. And it's yeah. true. Yeah, I think, to, I mean, this is serious for Paul, even just for him to kind of, you know, twice say, you know, if anyone's preaching to you another gospel, let them be accursed. You know, let them be cut off. Like, sit under God's curse. I mean, twice he does this, and and it's not like it's a few paragraphs later. I know he let says, as right I've already again. said to yeah. you, let me say it one more time, just in case I'm and, not yeah. clear. Yeah, that is yeah. incredibly <clears throat> emphatic. Yes, yeah, and it's easy to read this and think, well, we're not like the Galatians. You know, there, there's no other gospel, you know, grabbing hold of our hearts. There's no other gospel we're sliding into. And, and I, I bet the Galatians felt like they were in the exact same boat. You know, the, yeah, we're believing the gospel. Yeah, and, and so I, I think it's also a call for us to check our own hearts and check our own affections. You know, what other, what other you know, if we could kind of quote gospels are out there that are pulling after our hearts and, and pulling after our affections saying, you know, don't reject Jesus altogether, but maybe just add a couple little things yeah. to Jesus, to the Christian life. And, yeah. and that's what's at stake here. And Paul says, by doing this, you're actually losing it all. 
no doubt. I've always, you know, loved the title of uh, James Smith's, you know, book, You Are What You Love. And then his subtitle is, and you don't love what you think you love. <laughs> so it's easy for us to, you know, you know, tell ourselves that our affections are set on Christ. But if people observed our life, they, they would see where our affections really are by the way we live, the things we cherish, the things that we live for, the things that we invest in, all of those, you know, become bigger, you know, bigger than life. And once our affections are set on, that's, that's our gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you find grace and peace through having a lot of stuff in your garage, or you find grace and peace as you get the next promotion, and as you retire early, as you upgrade your house, you know, whatever it is, you know, the suburban dream, you know, that we're all chasing. But that's the emphasis of the gospel here, that grace and peace only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, our other friend, John Calvin, who... Uh, we've we've met John Piper. We have yet to meet John Calvin. Yeah, uh, yeah he won't one, visit one, us. One day, man. he one, always looks over our shoulder. Though, he does. For those us. of you, yeah. so those of you that are catching it, uh, there's one of our little <laughs> secret in the static. We have John back up there, uh, but uh, he talks about our hearts being c- continuous idle factories. In other words, they're looking for a place to attach their affections in order to, you know, derive meaning and, and purpose in life, and and we attach them to. You know, such small things. And as our friend Tim Keller says, when those good things become ultimate things, then they become our gospel. Mm-hmm. Can I introduce one more friend? Do we have another friend? Yeah. I, you know, I thought we had three. Well, as Augustine yeah. says too, Augustine, our hearts will, our hearts will be restless until they rest in him. And I think this is why this is so deeply personal for Paul because he, he's tried that kind of righteousness through the Mosaic law and adding these things on. And then he's come to realize through the revelation of Jesus Christ to himself, no, no, it's found in Jesus. And obviously when he sees these people who he's given his heart to begin to go after something else, Jesus plus, yeah. he, he sees this as something that he's, he's tried before. Um, but, and that's why he called, no, the grace and peace you're looking for, it's found in the sacrifice of Jesus alone. Which obviously yeah, is a big part of this no, book, no doubt. And uh, are you impressed that our, our friend David, which would be a fifth friend, yeah. <laughs> is quoting our friend Augustine? Yeah. So we should change. Well, I used the, it in a sermon recently, yeah, so we should change the name of the podcast. You have another Augustine quote? Yes. Nope. <laughs> 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 That's his best one. Kresge, Kresge called him out. I can't believe you did that, Kresge. <laughs> Instead of showing charitable Christian love, you to our. I'm not f- trying friend. to win the approval of me. <laughs> well, you're not yeah, going that's to. a fantastic. <laughs> you know, that is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic line. That's probably yeah. what you know the Judaizers or these people are saying. You must embrace full Judaism in order to be saved. We're saying of Paul, he's just trying to tell you what you want to hear. Paul's saying that that's ridiculous. There's no harder message mm-hmm. than this message, which is to abandon all of yeah. your props and to put your full confidence in Christ and to live in the freedom He gave you. And, and so it, it is a radical message for then and a radical message for now. We don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. Uh, we're either tied to legalism, where we want a long list of rules, you know, to guide our life in Christ, or we're you know tied to libertinism, where we we label it freedom in Christ, but it's really not the kind of freedom that He gives us—a freedom that calls us, you know, deeper into the Spirit and deeper into the love and deeper into, you know, Christ's character, which is one of the things that Paul will chide us. You know, for in, in this letter, not to use your freedom for yourself or for an occasion to mm-hmm. the flesh, but uh, in humility serve one another. Yeah. So it, it's a rich, it's a rich book. And and what Paul wants them to know from the beginning is this is not 
something I made up. This is something that came from the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And in the next chapter, you know, you'll have to wait a full weekend. And remember, we've given you a couple of psalms to read to yeah. prepare your heart for worship. And by all means, show up for worship. Yeah, we'd love to see uh, you. Whether you're part of, you know, the fellowship here yeah. or, you know, another fellowship, you know, somewhere, uh, set aside the time to be with the people of God, to worship God and be shaped uh, by the Word of God. Uh, and I forgot what started me on that little advertisement, but here's a word from our <laughs> non-paying sponsor. Yeah, Galatians uh, 2 on Monday. Uh, yeah, Galatians. That's right, Galatians there 2 on go. Monday, where he'll continue you know, to talk about, you yeah. know, Peter added nothing to the gospel when he heard the gospel. He agreed that it was the message that needed to be preached to the Gentiles. So fun, fun first chapter will be a fun series yeah. as we go through Paul's letters in what we believe to be their chronological order, and Galatians being the first of the letters written by Paul. Uh, as we close, David, uh, why don't you yeah, let's pray. lift us up. Father, we do thank you so much for the grace and for the peace that we do have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Father, forgive us and keep us from, from going after lesser good news um, rather than the good news of Jesus. And so may our hearts be, be warmed and, and renewed and refreshed in the gospel today. And may we live as your people, um, the people who have been freed and rescued by your grace. May we pray this all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.